from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors. I'm like, what are you doing over there? Got caught under the chair. I thought you were trying to kill something down there. I was like, we got bugs again. It's a snake. Welcome back. (laughs) Hour number two of the Big and Wild Outdoor Chaos Show. If it had been a snake, Vince would be up on top of that chair. You're probably right. No, he's the only one in this room. Are you really afraid of snakes? I hate snakes and spiders, dude. He grabbed one. He grabbed a python. He got over his fears. I did. I still don't like (laughs) him. Man. After two ladies had already wrestled it, it got it tired. <laughs> look, Bill. Look, Bill. <laughs> Bill. Hey, Megan, that, there's magic you... in TV. Don't give it away. <laughs> Megan, can you stomp on that thing's head? Well, just one more time. Yeah, just one more exactly. time, and we'll uh, make sure it's not wiggling hey, too much. I will give Megan credit. Uh, she was my rock. Megan Bales, who we're talking about. She was way. definitely my rock that day because <laughs> I was not having it. Yeah, that girl would jump off of uh, the shark's tower to grab she's the like, shark. She's so like, I so got you. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, don't worry about it. I'll protect you. I'm like, thanks, Megan. Uh, <laughs> if you're thinking about getting some of your uh, pythons processed, our good friends over at Owl's Wild Meats Processing uh, wanted to let everybody know that they wanted to thank everybody for thinking of them during the hunting season. Of course, <clears throat> keeping them extremely busy. They said they appreciate you letting them be the ones to take care of your deer and your hogs and all that kind of stuff like that. But they wanted you to know that because we know that hunting never stops in the state of Florida. Uh, their new hours coming up in March are going to be um, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Monday through Friday, Saturdays and Sundays only by appointment. And after hours, if you're somebody who's dragging in at 3 o'clock in the morning uh, to drop off, uh, you need to let them know that's also by appointment only. So, Are you going to complain about that? No, I'm, uh, they're, they're, letting, no, they're letting us know so that we can let everybody else know. You complain <clears throat> that the FWC solves only things Monday through Friday during the middle of the day. But you're not going to complain about that? Yeah, because, because the I, only people to argue <laughs> FWC in the middle of the day is you and other old people. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so uh, Monday through Friday, starting on March 1st, will be from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, Saturdays and Sundays by appointment only and any after hours by appointment only as well. So uh, you can always, if, if you need to start following them on social media kind of thing, if you have one, I know you may not be on it all the time, but at least... Uh, you'll get alerts from them when they put some posts up and things like that. Yeah, so give them a like. <clears throat> give them a like, follow them around, so that way you can uh, find out what they're doing and all that kind of good stuff. So, uh, again, March 1st, starting uh, March 1st, Monday through Friday, 10 to 4, Saturdays and Sundays by appointment only. So that's a good thing. <clears throat> now, do we want to talk the FWC meeting now, or are we at the beginning of hour number deuce? Ooh, we can, we can. All right, so we know that it's going to be starting when? Uh, it's it's March 2nd March and 2nd, 3rd, first. Okay. and it's going to be at the Tampa Convention Center right here in, close to this. Downtown? 
downtown. Oh, listen, already complaining downtown. Parking down there is going to suck. Uh, I'm driving. There's a parking so garage. It, it, yeah. There's it, a parking garage. It's easy. You pull in. You may have to pay a little bit. Bill, who are you talking to? They Jeez, make comp- He's listen. talking to me. Yeah, and exactly. Why, well, I'm driving, so don't even tell him all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait a minute. It's Wednesday. It, there's two. Di- there's two days. We have Wednesday, and and uh, if you first of all, if anybody wants to go look about FWC commission meetings, if you go to myfwc.com, at the very bottom of almost every one of their pages, at the bottom you can go to commission meetings. <clears throat> it's at the very bottom. That will take you. You can look at the most, uh, the one that's coming up. You can go to past agendas. You can see what's happened, what's been presented out there. But this one in March of 2022, besides being one I have, uh, I will miss because I will be in Hawaii uh, hunting a turkey. But uh, good reason. So you're not going to be there for this thing that I you're will, busting I, me about? I will not be. <laughs> I've missed two since February 2013. Bill George, here's how what, dare you? Here's what we need to get to. Blah, 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 I blah, need, blah, blah, blah. What I time do what, what's, what's on the agenda for this for this meeting? I know you said you mentioned Goliath Grouper. Okay. So what else is on the agenda? They is there certain going, times for these? Oh, certain we agenda? have landscape conservation initiatives, <laughs> uh, federal congressional updates. Deep Water Horizon. It, they're still Ooh. talking about funding and monies that's been received due to the Deep Water Horizon. Uh, they don't want to hear from me on that. I say drill, baby, drill. But uh, go ahead. Commercial aquaculture of largemouth bass. That's one of the things that they are talking about allowing here in the state of Florida. Which I uh, <clears throat> I don't understand what they're going to do with those bass. Is it going to be for killing and commercial so that they can sell it to restaurants? Or are these yeah. just breeders that people get to put in their stock ponds. No, no, no. This is this is to go into the supply food chain. This is raising it for for food. Right. Okay. okay. So, all right. So, and this then, could be if you wanted to go get a f- couple of nice largemouth bass at uh, Bill's Fish House. Yeah. Okay. And, and really to the hunting and fishing community uh, on on the big one's going to be the new hunting rules are going to final for 2022 to 2023 so every year a rule package goes forward with the changes that's where i've been beating them up for a number of years about not having a hunt out at Tinnerock for hogs at least bare mm-hmm. minimal sure um, at the last commission meeting after being beat for about three to four years on that they're like we'll just create one via executive order I haven't seen it yet. You mm-hmm. think that as fast as they can close down a fishery sure. with an executive order, they could create a hunt for somebody, pretty some easy, or kids or something to go out there and remove the hogs that they're paying to hunt. Um, yeah, paying somebody to remove. Mine. Yeah, pet so pee. why pay? Why charge people money to hunt and then pay somebody else? And keep the hunters that you've charged to hunt away from hunting a species. That sounds that backwards. Oh, yeah, it, it is. It is. It is. Yeah. But it's it's the agency. Sometimes some days they're good. Some days they're bad. So um, then there's a some more stuff about non-native species rules on reporting in this. Kill and that, them all. That, yeah, good. That. But also on that same day, <laughs> Wednesday is uh, the alligator rule changes that they're bringing forward for the uh, public water hunt allowing 24 hours is on there and also 
allow uh, the air guns, air bows, to be allowed to be harvest an alligator. So ones that shoot a bolt kind of thing, like yeah, the it, has uh, to, arrows? it still has to have a line attached to it, sure. much like you would a uh, a bow or right. a crossbow. Right now, it, it still has to have the line attached to it. Yeah, but uh, you know, when it comes when it comes to legal to use, if it's not on the legal to use list, it's it's illegal. illegal. Yeah, got it. So they're trying to slide. Now, what about the Goliath grouper? That's supposed to be uh, on the agenda that, as well? That that commences Wednesday. So those are the topics that were on Wednesday. But now on Wednesday, what time is that going to get around to the Goliath grouper t- chit-chat? Well, it's not Thursday is the Goliath grouper. Okay, okay so we're that, not going on Wednesday. We're going on Thursday. Okay. Wednesday, Thursday is going to be Goliath grouper. They are starting off with Goliath grouper. So... Right after 8.30, they're going to start with the Goliath Grouper presentation. You must sign up and be registered to speak before that topic. The way it goes is there will be a check-in desk. When you walk in, if you want to speak on any of the topics you go, you put in – they'll type in your information for you because they don't want anybody grubby fingers on a keyboard right now. Uh, You you register – they put your name on a list. You get three minutes to t- talk on that topic unless it's something where they're limited time and you must have less. But do you, Can you pick your slot or when or what time, or do you have to go first? Or if no, they say, it's by order uh, of when you— next, here, next. And, yes, and, and, it's by order of when you signed up. So if, if uh, the, all the people from down South Florida turn around and come— they're going to be there early because they're dedicated. They don't want to see any Goliath harvested. Mm-hmm. They're going to get there. Whenever you sign up, that's where you are in the list. I tend to be very front-loaded on the list because I get there early. I sign up for all my topics. That way, when the topic comes up, I know I just get up to speak, and then I can go chill and relax and, and do the rest of my spiel. I don't have to be I really don't. Good. I hope there's not a lot of people there that do not want them to be harvested. Oh, there will be. Oh, there will be. <laughs> that will be. That's going to drive me over the Edge. Well, Listen. then sign up later. Uh, don't be one of the first ones. Let those uh, you know people in their little mini skirts and suits and oh, stuff man. get and, up there and uh, and do and their one thing. other thing you can do is if you're interested, you could go to the Florida Channel and look at the last commission meeting, and you can actually go to that topic when they had this topic last time, and educate yourself and, and educate yourself on. How this presentation is going to go. Now, you have to go online to do it that way because you can't just turn it on the TV and back it up to when the no, commission is. No, you can, but on. you can go on, on the web and do it. You can do it on your smartphone. Florida Channel has all that programming available. You just search for Florida Fish and Wildlife Commission and it'll come up with the different episodes. Um, and, and you just tap on it and play it. So my only concern is I, you know, I'm, I'm serious when I say, you know, I have to go drop off the kids in at school in the morning and then I have to pick them up in the afternoon. So driving over to Tampa, dude, I don't uh, we're not even going to get there until 10 or so. That'd be fine. I mean, I don't. And then that only gives me a couple hour window when I, mean, I got to get back and go pick up the kids. Well, we'll be out of there by one, right? They can walk over to the shop. They're, they're one of be, them can. The other one can't. On their last day. Well, I hear Slick starting the music. We'll bring this right back when we come back. All right. We're going to take a fast break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by our friends at Brandon Ford. Stay there. We'll be right back.
something over them. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Vince, Bill, and Slick hanging out with you on this beautiful Saturday day, day, day. That song's kind of like me, living in the fast lane. 73 degrees I've is seen your what high. you drive, Bill. There's no fast lane with that. Dude, <laughs> hey. try, try to keep up <laughs> hey. with him on a country road in, that, in that rattle trap. I'll run you ragged. I doubt that. Dude. I'll run you ragged. You better get ready. I mean, I, I he met me when we went to the... Uh, the uh, not this past one, but last year when we went up to um, True Heart Ranch, you know, he met me at the road, and he's like, yeah, just follow me. And next thing you know, it's just like taillights. What the hell? Don't, us, don't, yeah, don't underestimate that raggedy truck, because hey. I'm telling you. He got, that, he got that big old V8 in there, man. He going to use it. Your, your, your little, your little pick-em-up truck won't keep up with that. I, you don't, uh, he got you don't smoke, know my truck that well. He got a smoking V6 in that Tacoma, I don't care man. what he has in there. He got a it has no weight in the back end, and he'll be fishtailed <laughs> off the side of the road. <laughs> well, speaking of fishtails, before the break, we were talking about the commission meeting coming yes. up here uh, in a week or so or a month or so, and then... Uh, uh, Goliath Gruber is going to be on the agenda the second day. I mean, on, the, on Thursday, Thursday, the third. And and the big thing, like I said, there is they're going to go through. You can go back and look at it. I'll, I'll work on getting you some links that you can post up so people can see the way the conversation went last time. But with that particular topic, there was a number of issues that they had and they made a few changes. Now they're talking about a $10 application fee for what? To apply for the grouper tag for a limited number of two hundred grouper that well, are going to be harvested. That's down from three. That was I thought it was originally three hundred. That's what and it's five bucks, not ten. Yeah. Okay, so they're they're looking to increase their uh, thing, so you can apply for ten dollars a piece, and if you're drawn, you get to pay a hundred and fifty dollars. Unless you're a non-resident, then it goes up to five hundred. Is the way they have it oh. right now. So for 160 bucks, you uh, get an opportunity to uh, to take a Goliath grouper. Yeah, one, one out of 200 uh, now, possible. I, I see Is this statewide issue. tags? The, statewide. The, well, you can't hunt them down like in Monroe. All the places where people are coming that have dive industries that are. Then all, why, if it's already if they're already under a blanket of protection, then why are they even showing up and opening their mouths? They shouldn't even be bothering with the, this. But but the, they know. That it's just a matter of time, you know. That's the way they see it. Is you're getting this now, but you're going to come for the my fish later. But here's the thing: Goliath grouper are tearing up the reefs. No, no, no. They you're don't, still not even going to harvest any of the Goliath that are growing uh, exactly. up. Exactly. You can only get this. oh because now they they are going to. Yes. It is still state waters, and they're looking at a slot limit right yeah, now of twenty four to thirty six. Well, there's inches. the problem. That is okay. that is just not worth it. It's a waste of time. One hundred and sixty bucks to get something. I can get a snook no, no, bigger no, no, than no. that. You can put in a thousand dollars worth of applications if you want. And you get a you can go out and get a Goliath grouper between twenty four and thirty what. 24 and 36. Again, I can get redfish and snook bigger than that. For that kind of money, I mean, like we talked about last week, go spend the money out on the double eagle and go haul some nice grouper off the bottom. I mean, for that kind of money. That makes no sense whatsoever. I think that they are doing that on purpose so that it's a deterrent for anybody to even remotely even want to try. Well, the thing is, you look at the alligator hunt, you'd think that $272 to get two alligators and... You know that 
when there's no market to sell them that it doesn't it matter been, that people are applying more and more every day it, it, it's just incredible yeah but with an alligator you have the opportunity to take one that's six feet long or 13 feet long it, i mean True. it doesn't matter i mean right. to be out to go out there and pay that same kind of money to go for a goliath grouper that if you may hook two or three of them you may never get one in your slot yeah so but now to say that means that you could go out there and um, mouth hook, you know, 50 of them before you get one that's in your slot limit, and you only get to keep one, correct? Keep one. You get to keep one. And I'm sh- there will issue a tag of some sort that you'll be able to use. And that has you can to be immediately reported, yeah. During the hu- months of March, April, and May. So you'll actually have three months to... To, to go get your one fish. Yes. That's that, ridiculous. That costs you uh, but, 160 bucks. But I will tell you this... It costs you more you, than that. You say it's if ridiculous. If you put in for that many of them... You say it's ridiculous, but if we don't start with something, you will always have nothing. You cannot uh, get to the right place yes. without starting. And I, and I get the whole starting point, but the, the whole point is to help get rid of the bigger boys oh no not no, the no, no, no 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 the whole point is to allow the public to have access to some of the resource held in public trust that they've been denying you yeah. any access to except catch and release for 20 something years yes. yeah 20 something years that just okay. sounds like a bunch of garbage well you- the sad part is is what if you listen to what the man just said it's a natural resource that should be available to you at any time Correct. you want to, but it's allowing, it's the government saying that, yeah, sure, we'll let you go do it if you pay us this kind of money and, and you and you win a little chance to go do it. And the reason why they can do it is because people don't show up and get involved. You don't write your congressman, you don't write your senator, you don't write your governor, because let me tell you, the people of the agency, they go and do what you want to do. Well, so this will be a test for you, Vince. You know what's I'm really, going to go this time. What's really sad well, I be there. is when I know that everybody went after the, the longliners. Everybody went, when, when you had guys, we had a mullet industry around here. Uh, when I was a kid, I'd go out, out of Riviera Bay and there'd be... Uh, you know, there'd be six, seven hundred feet of net in a circle, and they're out there catching mullet and trout and snook, anything else they could get in those gill nets. Yeah. And everybody in the state came together, whether there were a lot of commercial offshore guys, uh, inshore dudes, people who fished every day off a seawall, all that other stuff. That's when, if you ask me, is when the CCA actually was born in the in that in that fire and was representing the people and the rights to be able to go and protect those fish and catch those fish. You mean the same group that's fighting to keep things closed today? And now they've gone, it seems like they've gone the other way, where they've, like, uh, ponied up with with government, and they kind of side with them in a lot of issues. I, I was never one of those. I understand growing up that if you go kill all your cows, then you got no more cows. You know, you need to keep at least two. You know, so somebody's got to start making babies. I mean, that's just common knowledge. But I, 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 I see both sides of it. When you see people say, "Why do I buy up? Why am I buying a deer tag? Why am I buying a hunting license? Why should I have? I have the God-given right to be able to go feed my family, go shoot a deer anytime I want to, and put it in the freezer and go do it." There, those are the type of people who are not going to overuse 
a a resource. They're going to use just enough to feed their family. It's exactly. And there's always going to be that person who's going to do the overkill and and ruin it for everybody else. There is always going to be always. that person, and I, I I understand there has to be some sort of set of rules to keep those kind of people in check. Whereas other people, they don't really need to keep that so much in check. Do they really believe that every guy that I know that's shagging around in a boat is going to go out there and try to lift a 300, 400, whatever pound Goliath no. group off the bottom of the boat, off the bottom of the Gulf of Mexico, so that they can hang it on the back of the boat and then not do anything with it and turn it into just, you know, shark steaks or something? No, no. I, I personally don't know anybody who would ever do anything like that. As Vince pointed out, not to say that there isn't somebody that would do something stupid like that, yeah. but there's always one. And you know what? These days with the video cameras on every boat, every you know, there's 15 people, everybody's got a camera, everybody's got a GPS, everybody, that they're not going to get caught? I mean... You're going to get caught think between about, the drones and everything else. Think about this, uh, those kids that drug a shark in the, uh, the back of the boat, how much crud that they got <sighs> over all that stupid. stuff. They did it to themselves, but there were other people who saw that too and were were responding out on social media. Yeah. My point is, is that if you're going to put that on somebody, and I understand it's a stepping stone that look, we were successful, we did good, maybe we can make the slot limit better in a year or two or something like that, and then go from there. My only problem with is I think that sometimes they get complacent and they go, "Well, we sold all 200 tags." Everybody's out there complying, and everybody seems to be happy, so we'll just keep it status quo. And it'll be like that for the next 10 years. Yes. And meanwhile, the Goliath grouper population over This gets bigger and bigger and bigger. They're they're the hogs of the sea, truly. Yeah, they eat everything. Thursday should not be a long day. After they talk Goliath, they're going to turn around and talk about different redfish management approach. There's been a lot of talk about people down south of us who don't want any redfish or anything kept they want to be able to manage their resource different than us up here and so they're going to have some talk about management of the resource uh, a little bit different based upon things like people preference habitat and those type of things Uh, then they're going to have a gulf of mexico fishery management council report basically they're going to talk about changes that the gulf council is looking to do But the very last item is public comment for items not on the agenda. And this is where, if you look at the agenda, if there's anything you want to talk about, if you want to talk about jellyfish, you want to talk about a, oh my gosh, I I had a life-changing event today, but I'll get to that right after this. (laughs) It has to do with your your sound. Uh, they turn around. If you got anything you want to talk to the commissioners about, this is your opportunity. You get three minutes. You get to go up there, but it cannot be anything on the agenda that's been discussed already. Can we talk about the Big and Wild Outdoor Show you for three minutes? Can. You can. Well, are you are, are, are <laughs> you do it like Chucky e. Shkanaba and you get up there and you say, "I think that we should open up." Uh, there's a big possibility that we need to go ahead and start doing manatee harvesting to keep the numbers in check so they're not overeating and eat, killing each other. We need to have a tag system for manatees. If you want to get up there and, and go say for it, turtles and everything else, and start that it. firestorm on social media like he did when he started. Golly. <laughs> we should be able to kill every parrot that we see landing in our yard, so. which, by the way, you can. Anyway, it is the Big and Wild Outdoors taking a quick, 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 quick break. 
We're going to take a fast one. Thanks to our good friends over at Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. It's Big and Wild Outdoors. A little quick uh, Big and Wild Fast cast for you today. It's just going to be a beautiful day. That's all you need to say. It's going to be clear. It's going to be a nice one. 73 degrees for a high today. No chance of rain. 52 was uh, around uh, this morning, so it's all good. Tomorrow is going to be a little bit cloudier, and it's going to be 76, uh, 67 degrees for the high. 48 will be for the low for Sunday, and Monday will be a beautiful day. First during the week, it'll be fabulous. Be in the mid to upper 70s. So if your house is in the full sun, your AC just may kick back on. I'm kind of looking forward to those days. Uh, I like it warm. I, I, I mean, I like it kind of warmy too, but I don't like my house to be to be warmy. So that's but one your of those body things. says it likes it cold. <clears throat> yeah, it does. So uh, there you go. There you go. Uh, it'll be a nice day. No really chance for rain. And uh, winds are extremely, extremely light. So well, be a good day to get out and go do some fishing, man. I was actually thinking about that this afternoon. You're going to go? Yeah, you got to go someplace today? I got to go to the G. Uh, got to go to the G. Bart's working. Everybody's working, man. Come on, man. It's the weekend. Slick, what are you doing later? <laughs> I got to drive the shark truck for the night parade. Oh, I'm busy all weekend. I'm oh, busy Santiago for like Santiago night parade tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you, man. That's all good. I, I just got to be a rock there. star somewhere. Rock roll. I, I, you got, you I, got beads with you? Oh, they, uh, they're already loaded in the truck. Oh, yeah. They got beads. You know they got beads. So Bill George is going to be out laying pipe. Uh, I, I Bill around. George, I do not want to see your pipe at the parade. <laughs> He's going to be out there uh, dragging stuff around out in the woods for, with the tractor trying to destroy Listen, it. I had a, I had a aha moment this morning on my way. I stopped at the McDonald's for my golden nectar of sweet tea <laughs> in St. Pete at a McDonald's that I have dreaded for, for a long time because I – what did what the did one Saint, right here by the station? Yeah, what did St. Pete do a couple years ago? Paper straws, Chrysler? man. Chrysler, uh, paper straws. Guess what I got? Oh yeah, the one right here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they stopped it. I don't know if they they did it on purpose or what, but I have been more than ecstatic about they it. Are they went back, back to plastic. To plastic straws. That was yes. your aha moment. That was really I, listen. That thing wouldn't even make it to nasty. Howard Franklin. Yeah, I mean, they were, they were the worst straws on the planet. At least the Wendy's ones were, uh, uh, you know. The uh, poor turtles. They were paper-coated or, you know, had urethane on them or the something. Wa- the <laughs> wax-coated. And it was the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my, you know what, now that you got me on a soapbox. <laughs> because, you know, within the city limits under Christman's, uh, you know, uh, regime with his brown shirts uh, out there with the paper straw dealio, it didn't make any sense because as soon as you drive down 38th Avenue and you go down to the Hardee's or Burger King or any of those other ones, they're outside of the city limits. So plastic straws all around for everybody on the same peninsula, the same people living there and uh, being traveled. It, did, it didn't do a darn thing for anything. But except if we could just save one, one. And save they're one not, what? And they're, not save actively, one. No, they're not actively doing anything to clean the waterways either. No, they let the same Save Pete's one what? They wa- I the watched water. three kids, cops driving by, three kids threw a shopping cart into the waterway right over here by the, sure. the plaza. And I was like, that's, but but plastic straws, my straw you, that you goes right they, in the dumpster is the issue here. They yeah. created an artificial reef? 
without a permit? That, that's Listen illegal. to your FWC. Your mic's about to get shut off because this is crap <laughs> is what it is. Always, Those waterways, I had to clean props. I, I was a deckhand for a salvage company before I came back into radio. And guess what? The deckhand has to do the crap jobs. And part of that, that job was do. cleaning props. Uh, all the underwear and garbage that was thrown into those waterways. But instead of, like, taking money and cleaning that problem, no, let's just go ahead and ban straws because that's what we need. I always, I always said that if, because uh, growing up around here and hanging out at Fossil Park as much as I did in my preteen years and things like that, if they ever drained that lake in the middle of Fossil Park, oh, it's disgusting. they would find probably the bones and bodies of about... 900 shopping carts, about 1,500 bicycle parts, and everything else that had been chunked or ghost-ridden into the lake that have been there forever. I always, I, I would, when I'd get on Christman about this, I'd say, dude, I don't, I don't <laughs> and see. he means that literally. <laughs> I don't see straws. When I go out and I, and I go wade fishing and I'm going along Weedon Island or Gandy or anywhere else where I'm out throwing line all day. I don't see straws up against the mangroves. Oh, no. I want to know who the hell's walking around with one foot flop on and <laughs> and and do uh, and do individuals who use tampons. And all just, the condoms. Just whip applicators right off the side of the boat. I don't know where they come from, but they're, you know, they're all over the Let's place. See, I'm the opposite. I agree with the non-plastic straws. I do agree with the paper straws, but... I also don't agree that the city of St. Pete lets hundreds. Hold on, Alan. I'm getting to a point here. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of waste material to flow into the waterway. So they're more worried about the straws than they are the wastewaters. Well, not only that, but it's the other things. That was just a fix, quick, happy, liberal, whatever kind of stuff. Dude, you fish as much as I do or more. How many straws do you see when you're going along the shore? Honestly, I've never seen none. Them. I don't see them. Yeah, so paper or not, I see Ziploc bags, turtles, styrofoam, sure, sure styrofoam, uh, Gatorade bottles, flip water bottles, flip flops, more water bottles than anything I've yeah. ever seen. I see more cigarette butts than I see straws, and that's mm. the funny thing because cigarette butts are nasty. Cigarette we would rather butts. we would rather address like the straw problem instead of the homeless problem too, and that's and they're attributing because they're attributing to the garbage into the water. Of course they are. Well, the, I always thought what you mentioned the cigarette butts because I don't know too many people who smoke anymore. I I I, I just I don't know them. I don't. Dude, do you do you know anybody that, that smokes anymore? Uh, well, I got actually Julie at work does. I really? Yell, I, I yell at her every day. Yeah, I think there's more people <laughs> she, smoking weed than there is cigarettes I her, anymore. I, I told mean, her seriously. The other day, I was like, Julie, when you go to your uh, your granddaughter's graduation, I ain't gonna talk like this. Oh, stop it! <laughs> She's like, but I, I hate I, you. <laughs> I don't know where that comes from, and I and I still uh, it happens at least two or three times a year where I'm on Fourth Street and somebody opens up the driver's side door and. You know, empties out uh, a cup or a can or something like that on the street. They and don't I, care, and they I, don't care. And I was like, "What, I, the dude, man? What's what's going on with that?" I bro? really don't know if they somebody overturned what was done. I don't know what happened if they went it's rogue. Just that store. If I've they been went to other rogue. places around, like I just went to Chick Fil A down the way, and it's they still have the paper straws. Yeah, but they may still have inventory. Yeah, get it over with. Well, you got to remember the the woman, or I don't know if she still does, but the woman that owns this one over here by by the radio station also owns the one on Sixty Second Avenue. So I'm gonna have to go by there and swing by and see if they got plastic back over there because the checkers next door. 
I got a mix match. Some days I'd get in there and there'd be a red plastic straw, and then some days it'd be a paper straw. Yeah. So I, I, I think it relies on inventory. I don't care if a restaurant wants to turn around and do it or not do it. If it's up to them, I don't think that's something that we need to be uh, governing over as far as I'm concerned. We have so much waste that a plastic straw out of a drive through window is not going to, to be the, the – aha moment of uh, conservation. I always look at it this way. I never could understand. When I go to throw away my drink that has a straw in it, usually the straw is in the the cup. cup. So it goes all in one piece. It came that way, it goes out that way. I don't understand how the philosophy of just because that one item is removable, that somehow somebody takes the straw out of it and whips that out the window and then keeps (laughs) the cup in the lid and throws it away separately. Now, Vince, Vince, Uh, they they did give me a plastic straw. They did put it in a plastic cup with a plastic lid. Of course it is. Okay. But that cup cannot. So changing this one little few ounces that actually makes the human (laughs) contact Less miserable. Well, because the turtle can't snort up a whole cup. What turtle? One <laughs> turtle? How many other turtle videos have you seen on the internet that covers everything? <laughs> having straws removed out of their nostrils. One. And I understand. One. I understand trying <laughs> one. to re- reduce plastics in our oceans and all that. We I need, understand. We need to that. as a whole. I mean, my you, brother. You know, you're he's making the least significant contribution. No, you're right. All because of a video. I, I no, you're right. I do agree with that. It's my not little, helping my right littlest brother all. Neil. You know, Slick, he's, he's an organic. Remember that. Re- my co- little. Br- I'm going to go ahead and just continue to talk, but uh, maybe somebody will listen. My little brother is out there in Texas, and he's doing that forest uh, farming thing, stuff like that. And he'll yes. tell you that there's already microplastics in, in certain food items and things like that. And it's here, and it's always going to be there. Now that it's there, it's there. And and it's one of those things where either your body's going to filter it out because that's what it's going to do, or we all die from... Uh, you know, plastic ingestion okay. to the point of uh, we're going to explode. Hey, I have no idea. Hey, Slick, get that. You're right on uh, a sound bite for me, would you? So, Randy, how is it going out of Tenerock? You guys overwhelmed by uh, straws out there in the lakes and uh, the likes out in Tenerock? No, kayakers today. Oh, ca- oh wait, <laughs> wait. That's plastic floating hey, on water. Easy. Hey, yeah, they're all over the place. They got a tournament or something and. The- I couldn't get in any of the lakes I wanted to today. Because there's plastic all over the waterways? Yeah, them kayakers. Yeah. I see. tell you. Well, but that's all right. They can fish. I got another lake I know some places to fish. Guys, you can always so. go down to the uh, canal down there and uh, go spears fish some hey. placostomus or something. <laughs> no, I, I called because uh, the kids' derby's back on this year. Okay. Um the first Saturday in April, the second. Okay. Uh, eight to one. You got to call in and register. I left the papers in the truck, so. <laughs> of course you did. Well, I now, have to send it to you. Now this one is the one that we've uh, done many, many times, where all the kids go out there and have a great time and get to fish and do all that other stuff. I know that all the uh, the tackle and all that kind of stuff is free for the kids to get out there. They do the casting contest and. And uh, all kinds of outdoor little activities. Uh, this oh, one, yeah. do you have to? You said there's a pre-registration you have to do. Yeah, they're going to take walk-ups too, but it's better if you're pre-registered because uh, this year the first hundred kids that go through a little workshop, 
get uh, free uh, rod, reel, uh, little tackle box full of stuff. Uh, they got a hundred of them, so they can give out stuff to the kids. They'll still get a goodie bag, but if you do this and they learn a little bit, they'll get a rod and reel. Now, if I remember correctly, it's fifteen and under, isn't it? Fifteen and under. I. Yeah, they all can come, but you know, fifteen and under is going to be what uh, gets to do the casting contest and probably win a trophy, that kind of stuff. Yeah, because I think that they were—that's under the licensing requirement. So anybody yeah. fifteen and under can come out there and, and fish for free and and well, uh, get their stuff. Free, it's a free license day. Yeah. What do you mean free license? Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Needs yeah, that. that's right. Nobody has a license. Nobody needs one. Well, then, then everybody should be included but, in the free Zebco, man. Come on, I want a free Zebco. I haven't had a Zebco in twenty years. You wouldn't sit long enough to listen to this. Come on, the little seminar, dude. No, I want, I want a free Zebco. Kids, my kids would like a little Zeb, but okay, uh, it's coming up uh, March, April. What is it? April? April, what? first Saturday in April, April second. Okay, April second. Well, when we get closer, we'll talk about it a lot more. That's for sure. But yeah, okay. I, I have a couple questions though. Oh gosh, All right. here we go. All right, Bill George first. All right, then right. I'm, I'm going to get COVID. What's that? Can deer get COVID? I would say yes. They they have already got those in other states that have tested positive with it. Yeah, they've they've been tested. Okay, my my second question is for Braden. Oh gosh, yes, deer can get COVID. Okay, no. Uh, what does Lapua have to do with uh, <laughs> ammunition? It sounds like something bad that happens in a fresh French. Uh, bathroom. It's a company. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a company. It's wow. it's uh, they make ammunition just like Norma or Winchester or anybody else. It's uh, you know it was a development of a cartridge. They have more than one. They got the three thirty eight and some others. But yeah, it's just it's the Lapua. It's a company. Okay, cause yeah. it just sounded bad. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they, okay. Well, it's. It was a. Uh, it was developed by somebody, uh, of course, and of course with the Lapua name. I mean, it's like the Jeffries, or the two fifty seven Roberts, or any of those other ones that were developed by uh, an individual that uh, now is being made by everybody. So, that's their cartridge. I mean, Winchester makes their version of a two fifty seven Roberts, and so does Federal, but it's not called the Federal two fifty seven. It's the two fifty seven Roberts. Uh, are you done with your questions? I got a Randy question. Oh gosh, here we go. Oh, oh, no. There we go. Okay. True or false, at the last FWC commission meeting, Bill George got FWC to say they would create a hog hunt by executive order in Tenerock. They've already had two of them. I think there's another one coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, I saw a picture of a guy dropped a 100-pounder. <laughs> so is that a true or false statement? That's a true statement. They're, they're hunting out here, man. I, I saw the guys. Well, now does that mean uh, that's the biggest hog, a hundred pounders? That seems kind of uh, kind of weak for out there that hasn't been hunted in a it, long time. It's just the picture I saw. Oh, yeah, I, okay. I don't know. Was, I heard one other guy shot one, but he let it sit. So how how big how big of an area altogether is Ten Rock, including all the lakes and surrounding oh, uh, properties? It's, it's it's many many thousands of acres. Thousands, two thousand, three thousand, three thousand probably plus in just water. So three thousand, and you have all those. How many lakes? Twenty. No, that's the water. Oh, just, just in the water. Just in water. So you got 
Yeah. Just the driving probably add another two, three thousand acres. Of yeah. There's, there's well, that's I'm a, I, you know the the water is inside the land, so I'm talking about perimeter, outside fence. What's everything that's in there? The whole entire thing covers blank acres. I'll, I'll have to look it up. The you have to look that, it up, but I. My guess is between five and six thousand. Okay, five and six thousand, and a lot of that three thousand of it is covered by water, so that that kind of limits the amount of room that the hogs get to run around. So I guess where they're living is between lakes and using avenues of uh, of travel. Uh, is it? It's it's just barbed wire around the edges, right? It's just a boundary. Yeah, of barbed it's, wire it's fence. just barbed wire fence. Yeah, it's not like yeah. it's it's a high fence or anything no, like no. that. So those hogs may be there this week, and they may be gone, there, you know, on Thursday. The, the yeah. interesting thing about Tenor Rock is there's a lot of different parcels of land. There, There's parcels that are outside of the, the main area that you have walked through gates only. It, it's a very interesting piece of property. So. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. Well, then that, that makes a lot of sense, and uh, it seems like even though it's – not a bad area. It seems like um, it'd oh. be a little harder to hunt out there. Oh, and da- uh, true or false? I say get a map and start looking at all the roads, man. Because all you gotta do is stay near some of the roads because they're the edges is where they're rooting up stuff. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think they are smart enough to know that if uh, they get outside the wire, that they're gonna be left alone, and yeah. then they move back inside the wire whenever there's no one around. True or false? The prime. No, they're always man. I I stumbled on them while I'm fishing in the middle of the day. They'll come flying out of the woods. Can you not take them at that moment, or does it have to be strictly no, a hunting day? You have to have a license, and you have to be during that certain day. And uh, the guys fishing can't be on here. So. Uh, that, that, oh yeah, because we might have conflict of user groups. Ah. Uh, <laughs> like yeah. kayakers and bass fishermen. You know? <laughs> yeah, we should have kayak only too. days. Yeah. I'm sure it's coming, well, Bill. Don't even it, say it out loud. Yeah. Is it a kayak only day today? Is that is that why they're there? No, they got some some big tournament. They said there's nearly 150 of them out here. Wow. Well, I'll tell you That's one thing, Randy. Uh, they're talking about going to alligator hunting 24 hours, and your primary manager there at Tenorock was highly opposed to having 24-hour alligator hunting in Tenorock because it might conflict with the, his bass fishermen. Whatever. Well, it's constant conflicts out here. So, I mean, the kids' derby, uh, Grady Judd's going to have some shoot at the range, too, at the same day. So they did that. They did conflict that a, all the time. They did that a couple of years ago. Remember that? As we were leaving, it was like yeah. uh, it sounded like uh, the Tet Offensive over there. Yeah. Yeah, it I mean, still sounds like that some days. <laughs> well, this I mean, one, I'm listening to them right now. Well, I'm I was, I was away from. Them. I was yeah. going to say that the kids derby. The one good thing about that is it's all about the kids. They're all pretty concentrated in one little area. They all have a good time, and uh, it only runs for a few hours, and then they're out of there, and they go home, hit McDonald's, and then they're out. It's a good thing. with their plastic. Straws. All good time. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, it's always a good time. Well, Randy, get out there. Go uh, hack yourself amongst the uh, kayakers and come back with a crud load of crappies if you can get them. No, I'm 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 just gonna try to catch a few and get a few bites because I fished this Sapoga last weekend, didn't get one, so Ooh, I need to feel a bite. Well, you know, I don't know if you heard, but uh, we're getting ready to uh, maybe open up Florida to uh, start farming some bass, so. 
You can give up bass yeah. fishing. Now you can just go to Publix and get them. It's all good. You, you don't even have to go out and catch them anymore. That's going to cost the state too much money. They're not going to do that. Yeah, they're doing it. They're doing it. You better wake up. We'll see you at the meeting. <laughs> I already, already talked to a bunch of FWC guys. They're opposed to it because of how much money it's going to cost them. Yeah, but those are those those are officers, and we pay for their gas anyway. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it, Randy. We're going to go take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brought to you by Brandon Ford. So, a friend of ours, guy who spends a lot of time out at Ten Rock, doing a lot of fishing out there. He's retired. Got himself one of those fancy smancy Phoenix bass boats, and goes out there. Uh, uh, he took me and the kids out there. One time to uh, to uh, go fish, to go do some uh, bass fishing, and here he pulls up in this, you know, hundred eighty thousand dollar bass boat, and backs Those it are so expensive. Bass, you know, backs it down the ramp, and we get on there, and I sit down in the front, and I'm telling the kids, all right, sit down, get ready, because I'm thinking I'm gonna hear that big old, you know, you know, <laughs> big old outboard engine fire up in the back, and we're gonna go uh, take off like you know any normal person would do in saltwater. And Randy proceeds to, uh, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, gets up, gets up in the front, drops a trolling motor. <laughs> I'm like, Randy, what are you doing, man? He goes, I'm fishing. I was like, what do you mean you're fishing? You're not even starting, are we? This is where we're fishing at? He goes, yeah. I was like, why do you even have an engine on the back of this boat? Because it costs a lot of money to spark that engine up. That because car. they're not really big, big lakes. No. So everybody, you know. No. It is the rules. There's two lakes out there at Tenor Rock that you can use. An outboard an, in. An outboard in at idle speed only. Yeah, idle speed or it has to be within a certain horsepower or whatever it is. It's but idle speed only, no wake. And uh, or and you can use a trolling engine on the rest of them. But it just it kills me that I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, okay, you know, saltwater guy, you back the boat in, I fire that bad boy and up, go. and and you know, as soon as you hit the intercoastal, you're out, or hit the Gulf. And we get on this big old giant beautiful boat. <laughs> and that's all day. Okay, start casting right over there, man. There's some over there. That's all you're doing around the lake all day. <laughs> Too <laughs> funny. My kids were so let down. They were like, should I bring a jacket in case it gets windy if we're going fast? Sure, I'd bring it. I don't care. Get ready. You know, you got to be ready for That whole two-mile-an-hour Not even. Julio. Not even. Well, if you guys want to be part of the conversation, give us a call at 888-404-1010. 888-404-1010. Why do you want to encourage the masses to call in here and just because give us all kinds of grief? Are you I crazy? I think it'd be fun to have them call. We right. do have somebody on the line waiting. Right. Oh, well, we can't. We're getting ready to go to the top of the hour. We're going to have to wait. Wah, wah. Mike? Oh, Mike. Oh, Mike, you're going to have to hang on until the next hour or call back or do whatever because like he starts rolling music and he starts holding fingers up and that's it. He gave us a look, too. Do you well, see yeah, the look he gave us? There's none of the- Maybe he just wants to tell you where something is, like Nutria or something. Well, okay. That's well. actually, I think that's exactly what he was calling for. But you guys were trying to rush me and do something, right, and I yeah, couldn't yeah. get the answer out. Well, <laughs> it says Mike, mark out. I don't know what the heck that means. That just It's my quick way of he wants to talk to you guys. Oh. Uh, I got gotcha. you. Well, 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 we'll talk to him well, when we tight. come back. Braden doesn't understand the hip little lingo. If he just said lingo. book, if he just said book out, I would understand that he was getting out of there. It's wrestling lingo. Okay. 
I do wrestling, and I don't even know what that meant. Dusty's dead. Yeah. Who cares? There, there's no more wrestling after Dusty no, Rose died. Boy, Come his, on, man. his boy is good. All right, we're going to take a break. Top of the hour. It's the Big and Wild. See, the fingers are starting to show up. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. <laughs>